Love is not enough. The opening chapter of Kadoshim contains two of the most powerful of all commands, to love your neighbor and to love the stranger. Love your neighbor as yourself, I am the Lord, goes the first. And the second, when a stranger comes to live in your land, don't mistreat him. Treat the stranger the way you treat the native born. Love him as yourself, for you were strangers in Egypt. I am the Lord your God. The first is often called the golden rule and held to be universal to all cultures. But actually, that's a mistake. The golden rule is different. In its positive formulation, it says, act towards others as you would wish them to act toward you, or in its negative formulation given by Hillel, what is hateful to you, don't do to your neighbour. Now those rules are not about love, they're about justice, or more precisely what evolutionary psychologists call reciprocal altruism. The Torah doesn't say be nice or kind to your neighbour because you would wish him to be nice or kind to you. It says love your neighbour as yourself. That is something different and far stronger. The second command is more radical still. Most people in most societies in most ages have feared, hated, and often harmed the stranger. There's a word for this, xenophobia, but how often have you heard the opposite word, xenophilia? My guess is never. The reason is people usually don't love strangers. That's why almost always when the Torah states this command, and it does so according to the sages 36 times, it adds an explanation because you were strangers in Egypt. I know of no other nation that was born as a nation in slavery and exile. We know what it feels like to be a vulnerable minority, and that is why love of the stranger is so central to Judaism and so marginal to most other systems of ethics. But here too, the Torah doesn't use the word justice. There is a command of justice towards strangers. It says you shall not wrong a stranger or oppress him. That is in Parshat Mishpatim. But that's a different law. Here the Torah is speaking not of justice, but of love. So these two commands define Judaism as a religion of love, not just of God, with all your heart, all your soul, and all your might, but of humanity also. That was and is a world-changing idea. But what is really interesting is to reflect on where these commands appear. They do so in Parshish Kadoshim in what, to contemporary eyes, must seem one of the strangest passages in the whole Torah. Because Leviticus chapter 19 brings side by side laws of seemingly quite different kinds. Some belong to the moral life. Don't gossip, don't hate, don't take revenge, don't bear a grudge. Some are about social justice. Leave parts of the harvest for the poor. Don't pervert justice. Don't withhold wages. Don't use false weights and measures. Others have a different feel altogether. Don't crossbreed livestock. Don't plant a field with mixed seeds. Don't wear a garment of mixed wool and linen. Don't eat fruit of the first three years. Don't eat blood. Don't practice divination. Don't lacerate yourself. At first glance, these laws have nothing to do with one another. Some are about conscience. Some are about politics and economics. And others are about purity and taboo. But clearly, the Torah is telling us Otherwise, it's saying they do have something in common. They are all about 
order limits boundaries. They're telling us that reality has a certain underlying structure whose integrity must be honored. If you hate or take revenge, you destroy relationships. If you commit injustice, you undermine the trust on which society depends. If you fail to respect the integrity of nature, different seeds, different species, and so on, then you take the first step down a path that leads to environmental disaster. There is an order to the universe, part moral, part political, part ecological. When that order is violated, eventually there is chaos. When that order is observed and preserved, we become co-creators of the sacred harmony and integrated diversity that the Torah calls holy. Why then is it specifically in this chapter that the two great commands, love of neighbor and stranger, appear? The answer is profound and very far from obvious because this is where love belongs in an ordered universe. Jordan Peterson, the Canadian psychologist, has recently become one of the most prominent public intellectuals of our time. His recent book, 12 Rules for Life, has been a massive bestseller in Britain and America. He's had the courage to be a contrarian, challenging the fashionable fallacies of the contemporary West. Particularly striking in his book is Rule 5, Don't Let Your Children Do Anything That Makes You Dislike Them. Now, that point is more subtle than it sounds. According to Peterson, a significant number of parents today fail to socialise their children. They indulge them. They don't teach them rules. And there are, he says, many complex reasons for this. Some of it has to do with lack of attention. Parents are busy and they don't have time for the demanding task of teaching discipline. Some of it has to do with Jean-Jacques Rousseau's influential but misleading idea that children are naturally good and are made bad by society and its rules. So the best way it follows to raise happy, creative children is to let them choose for themselves, which is a really bad thing to do. Partly, though, he says, it's because modern parents are simply paralysed by the fear that they will no longer be liked or even loved by their children if they chastise them for any reason. Parents are afraid to damage their relationship with their children by saying no. They're afraid their children won't love them anymore. The result is that they leave their children dangerously unprepared for a world that will not indulge their wishes or desire for attention, a world that can be tough, demanding, and sometimes cruel. Without rules, social skills, self-restraints, and a capacity to defer gratification, children grow up without an apprenticeship in reality. This is his conclusion. Clear rules make for secure children and calm, rational parents. Clear principles of discipline and punishment balance mercy and justice so that social development 
and psychological maturity can be optimally promoted. Clear rules and proper discipline help the child and the family and society establish, maintain and expand order. That is all that protects us from chaos. Well, that's Jordan Peterson, but that is what the opening chapter of Kadoshim is about. Clear rules that create and sustain a social order. And that is where real love, not the sentimental, self-deceiving substitute, actually belongs. Without order, love merely adds to the chaos. Misplaced love can lead to parental neglect, producing spoiled children with a sense of entitlement who are destined for an unhappy, unsuccessful, unfulfilled adult life. Peterson's book, whose subtitle is An Antidote to Chaos, isn't just about children. It's about the mess the West has made since the Beatles sang in 1967, All You Need Is Love. As a clinical psychologist, Peterson has seen the emotional cost of a society without a shared moral code. People, he writes, need ordering principles without which there is chaos. We require rules, standard, standards and values alone and together. We require routine and tradition. That's order. Too much order can be bad, but too little can be even worse. Life is best lived, he says, on the dividing line between them. It's there, he says, that we find the meaning that justifies life and its inevitable suffering. Perhaps if we lived properly, he adds, we could withstand the knowledge of our own fragility and mortality without the sense of aggrieved victimhood that produces first resentment, then envy, then the desire for vengeance and destruction. Well, that is as acute an explanation as I have ever heard for the unique structure of Leviticus 19. Its combination of moral, political, economic and environmental laws is a supreme statement of a universe of divinely created order of which we are the custodians. But the chapter isn't just about order. It is about humanizing that order through love, the love of neighbor and stranger. And when the Torah says, don't hate, don't take revenge, don't bear a grudge, it is an uncanny anticipation of Peterson's remarks about resentment, envy, and the desire for vengeance and destruction. Hence, the life-changing idea that we have forgotten for far too long Love is not enough. Relationships need rules.